down to. Um, Here we are. There are ghosts in the machine, you guys. Uh, we are starting over. Uh, yep. So, welcome to <laughs> season two, episode, episode four of Girls Gone Spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Olivia. Oh, I'm Amy. <laughs> I didn't, we didn't introduce ourselves no, the first didn't. time, so maybe this is why. We got um, it down. And this, and this is Banks. He's here oh, with us. We can hear today. his little bell a little bit. Looking. <laughs> <laughs> looking spooky as ever yeah um okay so i said that i would give you guys the halloween countdown i messed it up last week i'm sorry um because it was 69 wink wink <laughs> days on the day we recorded it was actually 66 by the time friday rolled around and the episode went live so yep. i led you all astray but also number of the beast 66. so yeah it's still appropriate <laughs> Um, I probably shouldn't do screamo when I have a throat infection, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um, welcome to the circus, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so as of the day this is live today, <laughs> for you it's today, <laughs> for us it's in the future, which is mm-hmm. a bit of a mindfuck. Whoa. 59 days. And if you don't have your Halloween decorations what the fuck are you doing um and no amy mine aren't up yet because <laughs> tomorrow is september 1st we are recording okay. on wednesday the last day of august mm-hmm. and i don't want to disrespect summer like that um yeah even though i know summer doesn't technically end till september 22nd but does it look like i give a goddamn <laughs> no it doesn't it shouldn't if it does then <laughs> <laughs> i can see her Mm-hmm. Just so you all know, she does. She doesn't look like Good, good. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that kind of alignment. Yes. Um, okay, guys. Haunted water. water. Here we go. <laughs> Just um, no explanation for that. No explanation whatsoever. Today Just is haunted, haunted water. water. <laughs> That's it. Um, yep. Not drinking water, but, you know. Swimming water. I guess it could could be. Like, if you have some, like, I drank water and was possessed by ghost stories, like, send them our way, please. (laughs) Um, This is just, like, kind of casting a wide net on our summer theme. Um, Pools, oceans, lakes, rivers, all of the above. (laughs) Um, And we're just going to dive right in. But I will say, I know we've covered a lot of haunted bodies of water in the past. We're not going to be double dipping on any of them. So this is all fresh content. (laughs) Shit, that's fresh. fresh. (laughs) Hot and fresh. Um, But yeah, so like the pool on the Queen Mary, creepy, technically haunted water, not covering it. Lake Mm -hmm. Lanier in Georgia. Lanier or Lanier? I feel like they wouldn't call it Lanier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Same debate last time. I'm sure it's supposed to be Lanier. Lanier, but but there's no way. Like Lanier. No offense to anyone living in Georgia, but Mm -hmm. there's no way Georgians are calling that shit Mm -hmm. Lanier. No. Um, No If they are, I stand corrected. And yeah, yeah, please enlighten (laughs) me. Um, Okay. I'm going first, I think. Yes. Cool. Okay. We are starting in my home state of California. Um, So, and actually not just my home state, my home town of San Francisco. (laughs) So this is the haunted history of Stowe Lake in San Francisco, which is in Golden Gate Park, which most people are probably familiar with. It's a pretty popular tourist destination. It's a cute little like oasis inside the city. It has little pedal boats and wooded paths around it and a waterfall. Um, People go wander around, have picnics. It's very cute. Um, But the park (laughs) has a resident ghost. Of course, white lady of Uh, Stowe Lake. Classic. So, yeah, very classic. So rumor has it that back in the 1900s, this is brutal, so buckle up. <laughs> a mother drowned her baby in the lake. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Um, the mother was taking a casual stroll through the park with her three children, the baby asleep in the pram or mm-hmm. the stroll. 
if you're not British. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, growing tired, she decided to take a rest and sit down on one of the benches overlooking the water. She was joined by another woman, and as they were chatting, the mother's attention wandered away from the baby. When she looked away from her chatty conversation partner, her baby was gone. The pram had rolled into the lake, never to be um, seen again. How Some awful. say, yeah. Some say the other woman who she was chatting to was actually a mischievous spirit looking to lure children away from their mothers to cause them pain. Hmm. So weird. Yeah. So the mother who the mother, um, so it was accidental. It's not like she like held the baby underwater mm-hmm. or anything, but still pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, she spent hours searching for him around the lake um, and unable to find him. She committed suicide or died by suicide, I think is the correct way to say that Mm -hmm. now, by submerging herself in the shallow lake water, leaving her two other children behind, which Mm -hmm. is brutal. Yeah. So later on, the baby's body was actually discovered and retrieved from the lake, but hers was not. Hmm. So since then, visitors report encountering her ghost dressed in white from head to toe near the exit of the park, frantically pleading with strangers to help her find her baby. Mm -hmm. So... That's so near the exit is the of well near the exit of the park is one of the main places people see her. The other place is this pioneer mother statue. So <laughs> legend states that the statue depicting a woman with two children houses the spirit that haunts Stowe Lake. So <laughs> it's severely discolored now the statue, and so it looks like something kind of out of a horror movie. <laughs> people have noticed so it's a, a mother with two children. And it already looks creepy as shit, but people have noted that at night, the statue actually seems to have three children surrounding her instead of two, two older ones. And one that's really a toddler. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So this is a stop on the haunted San Francisco ghost tour, which is like, that's actually the name of the ghost tour. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is, this is one of the stops. So if you're interested in discovering more about the white lady of Stowe Lake, that's where you should go. Definitely. Um, so now we're going to jump to the South, I guess, technically Southwest, <laughs> according to them, um, to Texas. Um, and this is White Rock Lake in Texas, um, which is near Dallas, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was basically like, I'm going to read excerpts from the newspaper like back from when this actually happened so a girl reportedly drowned in the lake years before people in dallas started seeing this ghost walking around white rock lake in the area in a wet white evening dress (laughs) and a bunch of people wrote into the dallas morning news to share their encounters with the girl so um, this was, I'm trying to see a date on here. I don't see a date on here, but this was, this article was in 2017, but the residents started calling in or not calling in, but writing in, in 1964. So the state's <laughs> like pretty far back. Yeah. Um, so this was one of the first, um, one of the first little excerpts, um, So it says, uh, the headline is more on beautiful ghost of the lake. Hundreds of people have called or written this department about the so-called girl ghost of White Rock Lake, who sometimes, according to testimony by sober witness, makes guest appearances in dripping wet evening dress along the shores of the Dallas Lake, always at night and usually in the spring of the year. Among those who called was Mrs. Lily V. Leonard of... They literally give her address. That is so sketchy. <laughs> 8903 Groveland, uh, wow. Dallas, who said, yeah, who said that her son, Bill Leonard, and his wife had an experience with the beautiful spook some years ago. This girl appears to be a hitchhiking ghost. In at least two cases, she flags down cars and says that she has just had an accident on the lake and needs a ride to an address on Gaston Avenue. So this is important because this detail is repeated over and mm-hmm. over again. This happened to Mr. and Mrs. Bill Leonard one night on White Rock Drive, says Mrs. Lily Leonard. When they let her out of the car on Gaston Avenue, though, she just disappeared as she slammed the door as if she'd gone up in smoke. Quote, they'll swear on a stack of Bibles that this happened, said Mrs. Leonard. And then she added wistfully, I wish I could see a ghost. (laughs) 
<laughs> this story <laughs> Me this too. story is yeah same the story is in line with another encounter with the girl ghost related in the first chapter of my book on the history of neiman marcus mr and mrs guy malloy of the neiman marcus staff a pair of extremely reliable witnesses saw the girl in their headlights and near the lakeshore when they stopped she said she'd like to be taken to that address on gaston avenue she didn't explain what had happened to her and the malloys were too polite to ask her dress was wet her long hair was damp and flowing down her back in the way it would be if she had just come from the lake. Mrs. Malloy said she was sure the girl was wearing a Neiman Marcus dress. <laughs> the girl slipped by Mrs. Malloy and got in the back of the two-door sedan. After the car had started, Mrs. Malloy turned to speak to their passenger, but the girl had vanished. There was only a damp spot in the back seat. Mm, that just adds so much to it that there was I know. a wet spot. I know. <laughs> um yeah, so uh, Dallas resident Mildred Hall wanted to get a description um, what the famous ghost of White Rock, perhaps in case she encountered her too. Um, so apparently the girl tells people she was involved in a boating accident and needs to get to this address in Gaston Avenue. This is like what happens every time. And when she gets into the back seat, she disappears. So a little bit later, uh, the same the same writer for the Dallas Morning News follows up White Rock girls girl ghost scene again. So he says, um, and his name is Frank X Tolbert. Um, uh, I am sure that holiday spirits have nothing to do with the fact that several folks have reported sighting the famous girl ghost of White Rock in the last few days. For some reason, the stylish spook, she's always described as being very well-dressed, was seen only by women recently, or at least all the viewers who called me, um, not one wanted her name printed, were women. Also, received a letter from Mildred L. Hall of Dallas, who evidently hasn't seen the White Rock ghost, for she writes, can you tell me what she looks like or anything about her? <laughs> um well, Mildred Hall, I know some very responsible people who claim to have encountered the White Rock ghost. She's always a beautiful girl in a wet dress. She hails motorists on roads near the lake and tells them she was involved in a boat accident and had to swim in. She asks them to take her to an address on Gaston Avenue. She gets in the back seats of cars and then she just disappears. Um, at least one couple I know checked about 20 years ago at the Gaston Avenue address. And it turned out that a girl who drowned in White Rock Lake long ago once lived there. Whoa. Which is like a pretty big plot twist. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So for a longer description of the White Rock ghost, read the opening passages of my informal history of Neiman Marcus. Uh, she's in there because two witnesses said she was wearing a Neiman Marcus dress when they tried to take her to Gaston. Mm. So that is White Rock, wow. Texas. I love the like factual elements of that one. Yeah, because it right. sounds like it could so easily be an urban legend. But I know there's the fact some, that they checked. Yeah, exactly. Some yeah, history agreed. To it. Agreed. Um, okay, this next one, I actually can't remember. I know this was one that we both had looked at and now I can't remember if I'm doing it or if you're doing it. Um, <laughs> Blackwater river. That's you. That's me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This one's actually pretty brief. Um, so this takes us over to Florida. Florida. Um, so Blackwater river is a part of the Blackwater river state forest. Um, and it's a really popular outdoor recreational spot. Um, but if you are, People go tubing there, swimming, boating, fishing um, in the river. But people say that it's absolutely necessary to leave before the sun sets <sighs> because there is a woman in the water who has been described as deathly pale with long jet black hair who will drag you to the bottom <laughs> of the river if you're in there after dark. Oh, God. Yeah. So people have actually died there. Um, and it's hard to tell, like, you know, it's kind of hard to tell with these things sometimes, like, is it just because their deaths are unexplained that people then blame some, you know, paranormal force or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there are some people who have like, quote, escaped her. Um, mm -hmm. And they've had, you know, they've shared their accounts. So <laughs> all of them have said that before they felt anything, um, they smelled like something rotting. Like some Gross. people have described like <laughs> rotten eggs or even like rotten flesh. Um, <sighs> and then she appears at the surface and grabs you and like drags oh you 
down underwater. Um, One account said that the ghost of Blackwater River actually isn't limited just to the river, that as he was, he got away and got up onto like the trail. And as he was running away, there were like puddles on the trail from people splashing out of the river or rain or whatever. And apparently her hand came out of the puddle and mm. grabbed his ankle, Mm-mm. which is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that is terrifying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, sounds creepy as shit. Yeah. Um, we're heading, staying on the East Coast, heading north to Maine, um, to the Seguin Island Lighthouse. Um, so coastal and Great Lakes lighthouses have a lot of rich histories. Um, there's usually a lot of um, triumph and also tragedy coming from, from these places. Um, they're very isolating posts for people who who work there um there are a lot of you know what i've read is there are a lot of suicides and things like that um and you know it's not that surprising like being alone in like a spooky old lighthouse Mm -hmm. that you start to think like "Hmm, maybe this is haunted yeah Uh, (laughs) how could you not yeah so this one isn't actually haunted water but Mm -hmm. it's on the coast so i was like we'll throw it yeah so Close it's enough. located off – yeah, it's located off the southern – it's technically surrounded by water. So Right. It counts. counts. Yeah. Yeah. Located off of the southern coast of Georgetown, Maine. And so it was con- commissioned by George Washington in 1795, wow. which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was then rebuilt in 1819. Um, its original wooden tower was replaced with stone. And then again in 1857, um, this time putting a, – a, really powerful lens into the tower um, on top of a rocky speck of land about two miles out to sea. So it's water. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It counts. Um, And it's actually considered one of the most haunted places in New England. So Mm -hmm. people, witnesses have reported having seen the ghost of a young girl who is said to be buried not far from the lighthouse grounds. They say she's been seen running up and down the stairs of the tower, laughing and waving. There are Mm -hmm. other accounts that the ghost of light, Lighthouse's first keeper, John Polarexi, Polar, Polarexi. <laughs> Sorry, P O L E. Just I know, literally, it's, it's gotta be like Polish or something. P O L E R E C Z K Y. Polarexi. I don't even know where to begin. So sorry, John. Um, (laughs) He was was nicknamed the old captain. Um, It said that he is still seen about the outpost. Um, The story says that he died penniless on the island in 1804 and ever since has haunted the tower and the keepers who've come after him. Hmm. Um, In 1985, while in process of decommissioning the lighthouse and packing up the place, the apparition of the old captain appeared at the bed of the warrant officer, warning him not to take the furniture and to leave his home alone, which would be really (laughs) freaking creepy. Yes. But it gets worse. The very next day, the boat that was to carry that cargo back to the mainland was sunk in a freak accident while being loaded with that very same furniture. Whoa. Yeah. Warned you. <laughs> yep. But perhaps the most frightening story is that of the lighthouse keeper and his wife. Um, to stave off the loneliness and monotony for his wife, the keeper ordered a piano to their island outpost. She was delighted, but unfortunately, she couldn't play without sheet music, and she only had one, one <laughs> song. So only a- able to play one song, she played it again and again and again until eventually. <laughs> get ready for this it drove the lighthouse keeper insane in a fit of madness he took an axe and chopped the piano to bits then in his rage he turned on his poor wife and killed her no realizing the ghoulish deed that he had just committed he then took his own life too ever since it's been said that especially on foggy nights you can still hear that ghostly piano playing across the waves while both mariners and former keepers have claimed to see the ghost of the light keeper walking toward the sound carrying an axe oh god (laughs) i wonder what song it is i don't know it's probably like Yankee Doodle Dandy or something horrible. <laughs> hot, hot cross buns on the road. That would drive a person crazy. <laughs> yeah, I would go absolutely insane. Or what is oh, it? Shit. Chopsticks or whatever. Oh ding, my god, ding, yeah. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. 
is so annoying. Exactly. My eye would just start twitching immediately. Oh, God. Um, okay, and now to your home state, Colorado, um, Yampa River. Have you heard of this? Yes, I have been there many, many times. That's where our land is. Yeah, buckle up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so this has a cute little cameo with um, a ghoul that we have talked about before, La Llorona. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry to tell you this. <laughs> I can't wait now. Oh, God. Okay, so stories of boaters' encounters with La Llorona or the Weeping Woman have been told along riverbanks all the way from Montana to New Mexico, and nowhere does legend live more than on the shores of Colorado's Yampa River, where the folktale warns that if you hear La Llorona crying, you must run away as fast as you can. So you guys will probably remember this, but just a quick refresh. The legend of the Weeping Woman has been part of Hispanic culture in the Southwest, dating back dating back to the conquistadors. It said that La Llorona was the most beautiful girl in the village with long flowing black hair. She was very poor until she married a rich man. She loved him very much and blessed him with many children, but she is heartbroken to find out that he's unfaithful. In her despair or jealous rage, she takes her children to the river and casts each one into the river. It's only then when she sees her young children sinking into the current of the river that she regrets her madness and rushes toward the water to save them. But as the story goes, she either falls, striking her head, or drowns, suffering the same fate as her children. And in death, her remorseful soul must now wander the shores of the river alone, weeping for her children." So there, I know we've covered like a lot of the different variations of this. Um, some say that she's basically actually not just crying for her children, but also like attracting other kids mm-hmm. that she can then take and to be with her in the afterlife. Um, so right. she wants to kill your kids, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, river boaters to this day say they have heard her wailing around along the river canyons Wearing a white gown, she is said to roam the rivers and creeks perpetually crying for her children. It's also been said that she is to be feared because some believe she will drag an unsuspecting victim and drown them in a watery grave like she did to her children. So (laughs) next time you're there, keep an ear to the ground, sis, because... Well, it's a a long river, so maybe it's not... (laughs) Who knows what part it's in. Or maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's not, but also maybe it is. Maybe it is. But good thing oh, I'm not a child and I That's don't true. have children. So What if she mistakes you That's, for a child? I suppose it's possible. What if she's like, you're small. You're small enough <laughs> yeah. to be my child. You are small. I mean, could be. I recently was asked what grade I was in. And <laughs> this month I will be 29 years old. So <laughs> I hope that. What grade are you in? <laughs> yes. Who mm-hmm. asked you that? <laughs> Somebody at was the it farmer's an old market. Person? Um, yeah, they were older. Okay. Okay. So like I'm how sure... much older? Not like that 80? much. Okay. Well, 70s? I don't know. It's That's hard to tell nowadays. That's... Such a variation, but wow, yeah. I mean, because that that doesn't even imply like, oh, you're probably in university, that implies like you're in high school, you're 18 and under. (laughs) Oh my god, I guess I don't mind. No, and in the fall, (laughs) I get asked like every time I go into a retail store, are you back to school shopping? Like, yeah, no, no, for my child or me, yeah, like, what, (laughs) right. I know. Yeah. Well, hopefully it lasts because I'd like to look 40 when I'm 60. Same. Cool. <laughs> Retweet. Plus, so. plus one. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Um, <clears throat> okay. I have two more. Okay. So the next one is the Great Salt Lake in Utah. So the creepy tale of John Baptiste, who was a grave digger in Salt Lake City, goes that he was discovered to have been stealing clothes and jewelry from the bodies he had buried, which Mm. is so gruesome. Mm -hmm. Over three years, he was said to have robbed the graves of more than 300 people, stripping them of clothing and possessions before dumping their naked bodies back into the caskets, which is... (laughs) 
Yeah. The public was outraged for such a loathsome crime, obviously, but the case didn't call for his hanging. Uh, even so, local authorities devised an especially cruel punishment. This is really gnarly. First, his forehead was marked with the sentence, branded for robbing the dead. Hmm. His ears were cut off, and then so no one would ever have to look at him again, he was banished to a remote island in the Great Salt Lake. Wow. (laughs) So he was paddled out to Fremont Island, which is the lake's third largest island on its eastern side, and basically left there to die. Hmm. Weeks passed before authorities came to check up on him, but found no sign of him anywhere. There was speculation that he had built a makeshift raft and drowned in the lake while trying to escape. Another story says vengeful citizens came to the island to exact their own justice. Years later, it was said hunters found a skeleton believed to be Baptiste's with leg irons. Um, All that matters is he was never seen alive again, but his ghost still haunts the island, and the Great Lake. It's reported that the ghastly apparition of John Baptiste has been spotted along the lakeshore carrying an armful of wet and rotting dead men's clothes before walking on the water and disappearing into thin air. If I saw that, I would run screaming. Like, absolutely (laughs) run the pills. That's horrifying. Yeah. No. Dead man's clothes. Dead man's dead man's clothes. That sounds dead like a clothes and make it a fresh one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, it's coming uh-huh. out September thirty, oh. y'all. Can't wait. I'm so excited. Oh my god. Okay, so last one I have is just like a personal story from not my own personal story, but just a personal story I came across about a ghost trying to drown this kid in a pool. Oh god. Back to California, where we started. Sacramento, setting the scene. 1980s. His parents had finally come into some money. They were able to move into a nice, quiet suburban area in Sacramento, or Sacramento, as my mom calls it. <laughs> I've heard that before, too. Why I don't is know where that? it comes from. I'll ask her. I'm not sure why she says that. Just the probably crops. I maybe. Yeah. Um, Okay, he says, I was about eight or nine at the time, and my parents had just had their second child, my sister. The neighborhood was nice, and the house was beautiful, but the best part about the move was the in-ground pool in the backyard. As you can imagine, as a kid, I was very excited to have my own pool to swim in. A few months went by, and everything seemed normal. One day, I had come home from school, and my parents weren't home from work yet. I made myself a snack and started watching TV in the living room. All of a sudden, I heard a loud splash come from the pool. I put my sandwich down and opened the screen door. When I looked at the pool, I expected to see some ripples in it from whatever had hit the water, but it was completely still. I went back inside and convinced myself the splash must have come from somewhere else. The next day, I'd come home from school again and was watching TV when I started to hear footsteps coming from outside. The footsteps sounded wet, like someone was walking around with a bunch of water in their shoes. Paranoid and frightened, I slowly walked to my room and closed the door. I curled up near my bed and could still hear the footsteps, this time from inside the house, and they sounded like they were creeping closer to my room. I could hear the splashes on the carpet, the water dripping onto the floor, and after a while, the noises stopped. I opened my door and looked on the floor, sure I would find some sort of wet footprints, but the carpet was completely dry. I went back to to the pool only to find it eerily motionless once more. I didn't tell anybody about the footsteps, although looking back, I probably should have. (laughs) The following week, my parents invited my aunt, uncle, and their children over for a barbecue. My dad had set up a table to eat at, to eat at, yeah, to eat at, I guess that feels grammatically incorrect, Mm -hmm. outside near the pool. (laughs) (laughs) At which to eat. (laughs) Upon which we would eat. Uh, the family was all sitting down getting ready to eat and I don't know how it happened but what I can tell you is that something was drawing me near to the pool there were no voices just a force pushing me to the edge of the water Mm -hmm. my parents said that I slipped but I honestly don't remember falling all I remember is that I was suddenly submerged in water and I couldn't breathe I was unable to move like there was an invisible force keeping me pinned to the floor of the pool my uncle was the first one to notice and he was able to jump in and drag me out from the bottom and since that day I never used the pool again we moved again about a year later my parents kept telling me that it was an accident that i nearly tripped or something but i knew it was something more than that i i promise you some sort of force guided me into that pool and i never touched it again i 
I felt as though if I went into that pool again after that, whatever was trying to drown me would try again and likely succeed. Oh, that's so scary at your own house. I know. And like, that's every kid's dream, right? It's like, yeah, Yeah. that's dope. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, just kidding. Pool's trying to kill you. Yeah. Dreams shattered. Dreams shattered. I wonder if anything happened after they left. Like new people that lived there. I don't know. I wish I was given an address. I could have stalked it. Yeah. (laughs) Found it on Zillow. Yeah. Precisely. (laughs) Wow. And over to you, Amy. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. I just have three today. So the first one is Higby Beach in New Jersey. So again, technically this isn't water but it's on a beach so it's close enough beach beach is water that's all the same yeah okay so yeah higby beach and there are legends about a grave on the beach that are supposedly haunted yes um and it's supposed to be joseph higby who the um beach is named for because Mm -hmm. they had a very prominent hotel on the waterfront and when joseph higby died he left the hotel to thomas higby who i'm not certain if he's the son or a brother anyway he's a family member who then when he died left it to a woman presumably his wife and Thomas. Yeah, you want this? I mean, and it says she was an 18 year old woman, so maybe it was just someone who like conned him. (laughs) She's like, I really (laughs) love your hotel. (laughs) Just gave it to her. Good for her. Yeah, who knows? But um, Thomas's will made it clear that he was to be buried on the property, aka on the beachfront. But when that woman then died, so this is like years and years in the making, they moved Thomas to be with her when where she was buried. Um, oh, so his body. That's kind of weird. Yeah, they must have been together. Like I don't know why yeah. it doesn't say that she was <laughs> his wife. Like <laughs> he needs to be moved. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, they moved him. Um, and now once they did that, they filled his grave with cement and they would place markers on it, um, just to like show where it once was, Yeah. Um, but it, the markers keep disappearing for whatever reason. And the hotel was demolished in 1940. Mm. So now it's hard to find the actual grave site, but people think they know where it is because they've seen ghosts around the area. Ghosts. Yes. And there's a book um, called Cape May Ghost Stories, which is where this excerpt comes from. And they interviewed a woman who had a specific experience with this ghost um, that is presumably one of the Higbees. They're not sure if it's Joseph or Thomas. Um, so, okay, this woman's story, she had walked halfway to where the dunes crested when she heard a scratching noise ahead that scared her enough to make her stop and hide in the underbrush for a moment. When she looked up at the dunes, she saw an old-looking man, that's in quotations, um, though claiming not to have paranormal leanings to the authors, she said she knew right away that the man was not to be feared and was, in fact, a ghost. She said he looked right toward her, but more so through her, as if unaware of her presence. As the sun rose, she could see that his color was odd, a pale gray, almost glowing. She moved closer and noticed details of his dress, pants um, that were too short, almost tattered at the cuffs, a sash instead of a belt, and a very dirty and tattered shirt. Um, the woman heard a whispering of giggling come from the same area in which the man was standing, which is weird. I don't um, like that. No, which she thought she the man. Like, he's not to be feared. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, yeah. <It's> terrifying. <laughs> Agreed. Um, 
So she heard that. She thought that he also heard it because that's when he turned and started to glide up over the hill. Glide. So, yeah. That's she, weird. This woman, for whatever reason, decided to go examine the area where she saw him, and there were mm. no footprints. So, mm. yeah. Interesting. That's Higby Beach. Um, mm. Yep. I'm dying at this like 18 year old card. I know. <laughs> the theory. Yep. Who knows? I'd be kind of proud of her if she did that. <laughs> Same. I mean, that's like who was, um, what was her name? Anna Nicole, who married that like ancient dude. It's oh. like, what was her name? Anna Nicole Smith. Uh, Smith, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, if fucking ninety-year-old men are marrying eighteen-year-olds, like the eighteen-year-olds deserve some shit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Especially I was watching. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, especially back in these days, which I don't oh, yeah. have an actual date for it, but yeah, I mean, it was pre nineteen forty. So yeah, this was a while ago. Yeah, I was watching um, <laughs> what we do in the shadows on FX. <laughs> And if anyone doesn't watch that show mm-hmm. and you like Must. comedy, <laughs> that is the show for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it shocks me how gory it can be sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, so much blood. Um, fake blood, obviously, it's probably yeah. ketchup. But mm-hmm. I was watching an episode where um, they invited like the the global vampiric council or something to the mm-hmm. house. Uh, for like a dinner and um, <laughs> one like really really old vampire brings his like female friend like this is my lady friend <laughs> and she's this like super young woman <laughs> and the, the guy the assistant to the, the vampiric council is like kind of whispers to her and is like you know he's not gonna die right because <laughs> he's a vampire <laughs> Very clearly, like, dumb and, like, a gold tiger. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so funny. You know, you're well, not going to die, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> oh, my God. What season uh, is that from? I think, I think three. I think, like, towards the end of okay. three. Hmm. I'm on four now. I'm making progress. Okay. Wow. Actually, I'm caught up. No, I'm actually totally caught up now. So on the current season? Yeah, on the current okay. season. <laughs> oh, my God. I've just been, like, in bed the past two days because I've yeah. had this stupid throat and infection. Just, so yeah. just, like, do nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> just so what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, I love okay. it. Sorry. Continue. That just okay. reminded me. Yep. Um, okay. Now we have the Devil's Pool in Queensland, mm-hmm. Australia. And... Down this- under. Yep, <laughs> exactly. This I don't know if it's technically haunted because people haven't like seen ghosts or anything there, but it is definitely supernatural. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's Devil's Pool, but it's also known as the Washing Machine, which you can imagine from that name is a reference to the currents in the water that just spin and spin, and it's very dangerous. Um, Especially because the water looks really calm on the surface from what I could see in pictures, but below the surface, it's just crazy and ready to take you down. So <laughs> sadly, that has happened many times. Uh, I saw that 19 people have drowned in the devil's pool since the 1950s and probably many more before that. And of those 19 people, 18 were men, which is where some folklore comes into play. So the Aboriginal legend of this area says that there is a woman named Ulana and a man named Daiga, probably, um, D-Y-G-A, who were like star-crossed lovers, but they were from feuding tribes. So they would meet mm-hmm. in secret near the creek where the devil's pool is. Um, but they were found there by their tribe elders. So they dragged Daiga away, leaving the woman, Ulana, behind. 
and she was so distraught that she either drowned herself in the pool or she drowned trying to swim across it and escape. Um, But when she drowned, they say that huge boulders rose out of the ground and captured her spirit inside of them. So now she, her spirit, is what's causing these intense currents below the surface and the creation of the caves that are under there that people get trapped in. Um, And they say that she, her spirit, lures young men to their deaths in this pool. And that could explain why of those 19 recorded deaths that occurred there, 18 of them were men. So she's trying to um, lure men, maybe thinking they were her lover or just trying to be vengeful. Who knows? Yeah, vengeful, Nana. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Vengeful, Nana. (laughs) That's you. (laughs) I know. Did we ever tell this story on the podcast? We must have. I don't think we did about that the part. Mexico episode. Okay, so we when we quick quick tangent. <laughs> when we were in Mexico together earlier <laughs> this year, we met this surf instructor in Sayulita. It was yeah, in Sayulita. Mm-hmm. And he was such a sweetheart, but he kept calling people nenes <laughs> and nenas. <laughs> like like guys and girls kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just so funny because, like, at one point we're sitting on – like, he, he would call me business Nana, which I <laughs> thought was hilarious. And then at one point there were these people. We were on this, like, kind of, like, not secluded beach, but just, like, there weren't a ton of people there, like <laughs> most of the beaches in Sayulita where there's so many people just, like, beginner surfing and stuff. And so the waves were a little more intense and there were, like, rocks on the shore and stuff. <laughs> so, these people are going into the water and we're, the three of us are sitting there. <laughs> And he goes, oh, careful, nannies. <laughs> and Amy and I couldn't stop laughing. And so we were calling each other Nana like the rest of the trip and basically since then. Yeah. And at one point, <laughs> we're playing cards. We played crazy. We played a game oh of crazy dates that would probably still be going on. Yeah. Just... <laughs> but at one point, like we were both getting like <laughs> frustrated. Competitive. <laughs> competitive. And Amy was like, she's a vengeful Nana. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so freaking funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. I so vengeful Nana. Ulana. <laughs> exactly. So Careful oh Nanas. Careful <laughs> Nanas. So funny. So sweet. Like, yeah. Caring. <laughs> man. Oh, yeah, so she... My sound oh. just cut out. What happened? Oh, no, you're back. Okay, we're good. Okay. Uh-oh. That was weird. Pickle difficulties. I've never, I've never had that happen before. Oh. It just, like, went silent. <laughs> Creepy. And then back. Hey, sorry, Ulana. <laughs> you're not a yeah. visual name. <laughs> we'll stop talking about her now. We'll stop talking about her. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Except we do have a story. Some of details. Okay, somebody, yeah. yeah. <laughs> somebody who died there. Um and his name is James Bennett. And his story goes that he and three friends had walked beyond the safety rails to sit in the churning water of the pool called the washing machine or the devil's pool. Um, Mr. Bennett was swimming in calmer water when all of a sudden one of his friends saw him get pulled backwards as if by an invisible hand towards white water at the downstream end of the pool. His friend told coroner Kevin Priestley um, in 2010 that Mr. Bennett reached up to grab a branch, which snapped. Moments later, his head went under the water. His friend could see him struggling under the churning white water. Only the tips of his fingers from an extended hand protruded just above the surface. His friend moved to a closer position and extended his leg so Mr. Bennett might have something to hold on to, but no contact was made. Um, That was the last time he was seen until his body floated out um, of the notorious stretch of the water at the boulders three days later. So that's a very sad story, but I think the 
image of getting pulled under the water by something is what is especially spooky about that. Um, Cause yeah, you can just picture that happening. Like what a person would look like if they were getting pulled under, which oh. I hate. What the heck? Uh-oh. What is going on with <laughs> the sound? I can't can you hear, hear you again. Oh no. Hello. <laughs> okay, let me try reconnecting. Okay. Okay. You can hear me? Okay, now you're back. Ooh. Okay. That creeps me that creeps me out. <laughs> that? Well, that has happened to me when I wear my Bluetooth headphones. That's why I switched mm-hmm. to these. But, I've never had it with these before, though. Yeah. I wear these every time. I don't know, man. Let's move on before <laughs> something else weird happens. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to this next one and last one. This one really intrigues me. Um, it's about the man Manchak, maybe Monashok. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Wetlands. Monashok. <laughs> never know near new orleans louisiana um so the story goes that in the early 1900s there was a voodoo priestess named julia brown who lived in this wetland area and at the time there were three little towns surrounding a lake and aunt julia which is how people referred to her lived somewhere around those towns and she used to sit on her porch playing guitar and singing. And her most notorious song included the line, one day I'm going to die and take the whole town with me. Yikes. So, <laughs> yeah, that's another vengeful Nana. That's for sure. <laughs> and some people interpreted that song as her placing a curse on the town which could be true given what will happen next. But as we know, voodoo gets kind of a bad rap and not always for good reason. So who knows? But on September 29th, 1915, a massive hurricane came through and completely wiped out those three towns around the lake. Um, nearly 300 people died, and it just so happened that the day of the hurricane was also the day of Aunt Julia's funeral. So, kind of sounds like she was making good on her promise to take the whole town with her. That's insane. I mean, like, yeah. what are the odds of, like, you could argue that's coincidence, but that's mm-hmm. fucking weird. Yes, it is weird. And the article that I was reading, the author also thought, like, this is very weird and coincidental maybe, but she did some research and she did find in the records a person named Julia Brown, as well as an oral account from somebody who was a longtime resident of the area who confirmed that Aunt Julia was known to sit on her porch and sing songs. And the timeline of all of that that she found with this story that everyone tells adds up it matches so that's another one where there's just enough factual elements to make it like okay maybe i really believe this story (laughs) so yeah i think that's pretty interesting yeah that's a really interesting one Mm -hmm. um and then i couldn't remember and i don't know why I was like having a brain fart or something. I couldn't find <laughs> the details. Are is no sleep on Reddit fact or fiction? I think it's it fiction. varies. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some some you just can't tell which is which because yeah. the agreement when you enter into that subreddit is that you treat everything as fact. Okay. So it's meant to be this like vacuum where you just are creeped out. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cause yeah. There was somebody who wrote a very detailed story about an encounter with Aunt Julia. Whoa! On Reddit, but I don't know. It could wait. Really I want. I want to hear it either. I want to hear it either way because that's okay. just cool. If someone, even if it is fictional, I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna paraphrase a lot because it was really okay. long. Okay. Um, but basically, the writer, she was pregnant, and she and her husband were on a road trip, I guess. And 
being pregnant, she had to pee really bad all the time. <laughs> so they had Same to girl. Yeah. <laughs> not pregnant, but, not pregnant, but still. Um, so they had to pull over like on an exit off the highway um, for her to go pee. And it was a desperate situation. So they didn't wait to find a rest area. They just found mm. whatever exit. And it turned out mm-hmm. to be this exit where Aunt Julia oh. hangs out. And apparently she was peeing by the car and her husband was like, hurry up, there's somebody coming. And it was this old woman who was kind of disheveled. And when she came up to them, she just reeked. She was like very smelly. And all she kept saying was, I took them all with me. And she kept pointing out at the water Oh. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> um, gives me chills. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so then when they followed where she was pointing, they could see bodies floating in the water. <gasps> <laughs> so. At, oh? Yeah. Yikes. They called the police, obviously. And the first officer on the scene, he saw the same things. He saw this old woman. He saw the bodies in the water. And he even went to put this woman in his car to take her back to the station. Um, But when a second officer arrived and was questioning them, like, are you pulling my leg? Like, I know this story. What's going on? Um, The lady was gone, but there was a wet spot in the back of the police car <laughs> so oh i don't my know God. okay if that is if that is like i was gonna say fan fiction but <laughs> if that is like a just a fictional short story i mean that's mm-hmm. very well done yeah yeah it was well written so either way it's fun to share even wow. if it is fake who cares <laughs> yeah i mean no sleep i mean i feel like there have to be so many either now pretty prolific horror writers or like up and coming horror writers because I used to read that in like high school and college Mm -hmm. and like there there are some amazing stories on there yeah and some of them seem some of them you're like oh yeah it's probably not real (laughs) but others you're like yo could be (laughs) if that's real that's fucking terrifying right (laughs) so r slash no sleep guys check her out (laughs) <laughs> Maybe wow. we should read some stories on an episode. Ooh, that would be fun. I feel like that could be a really fun, like, Halloween episode. Ooh, yeah, I like that idea. To do, like, fun. spooky campfire yeah. stories, mm-hmm. real or not, real yeah. or otherwise. Exactly. And we can leave it up to our audience to yes. decide. Yeah, um, I like that. Ooh, I like that. That's a good one. Um, amazing. Okay, well, please. Okay, so we're, we're heading into the end, the tail end of our summer, spooky summer mm-hmm. series. <laughs> and we're going to be heading into fall. Spooky season. Prime. <laughs> our prime. Literally our prime. And we would love, love um, for you guys to share some stories. So if you are a listener and have our new listener, have been a listener from the jump, please email us girlsgonespooky at gmail.com. We would love to feature your stories in an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at girlsgonespooky. And yeah, that's that on that guys. So yep. stay, stay spooky. spooky. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Yep. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.